Hi there, this is Bob Joyce. Go to our website, bobjoyce.org, and listen to our music and hear the good news of Jesus preached. God bless you and keep you safe in His arms. In my living shall not be in vain. Come and just sit there the whole time. You got to move, man. You got to move, you know. So... When the Lord gets ready, we just move right along with Him. Amen. Father, thank You for Your people this morning. Thank You for Your presence. Thank You, Lord, because You are with us. Now, Father, we partake of the bread from heaven. Father, we are satisfied with you there's nothing else can satisfy like you do we have tasted of the Lord and we've seen that he is good and all we want is more of you touch everyone here by your mighty spirit let the word of God let the word of God be planted every heart, every mind. Let everyone grasp a hold of. Give us revelation, knowledge in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Good to see every one of you. We got so many visitors. How many we have this morning? Seventeen? I think it was seventeen states. Seventeen states. <clears throat> one Sunday we had twenty-five and four countries. Wasn't that right, Greg? Was it 25? And four countries. Germany and I don't know where all. This little old place by the creek. Right here in the middle of Arkansas. Well, those hillbillies live, you know. That floors me. It really does. That just, that just tells me God's doing something, huh? You know. Thank you for listening. And I want to say also, to those that are listening online, uh, once again, thank you for your generous offerings to this church. Uh, people are, are such, you know... Everyone that has given has been has given so liberally and so so wonderful in this, to this church to support this ministry, Amen. and everyone here in this church that's members of this church have given so much, and you continue to do so. And I just want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for for your giving, your support. Uh, I just want you to know that every dollar that you give goes into this church. 
And we are we're believing God for a little more space, a little more room for you to park your car. How many believe the Lord will give it to us? Uh, I'm just waiting for that guy to come along, drop a couple of million dollars by. And, uh... Oh, it's going to happen. You're laughing at me, but it's going to happen. You know, I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're jumping up three or four million. Be okay. I mean, <laughs> Paradventure five. <laughs> but whatever it is, I believe the Lord's going to do it, and God, God knows our need. We have a need here, and He knows. He already knows it. But uh, I'm looking. I'm just. We just keep looking for God to do more and more, and uh, we're continuing to be faithful here in this little place. As we were in the one we were in before we came here, and you should have seen it. <laughs> you know, about half as big as this. And uh, we just keep going. So we leave it, we leave, we're leaving it to the Lord and to move upon the hearts of the people. Uh, as to how, that's how we operate here. And. We want everybody involved. We want everybody to, to, to feel like they're part of what we're doing here. Whether it's in giving, in your giving, or in preparing meals, or uh, arranging things, or planning parties, or get-togethers, or whatever it is. We want everybody to come together and feel like they're all a part of, of what's going on here. We don't want to leave anybody out sitting over in the corner if they want to be a part of what God's doing. You want to, do you like that? Do you like to feel like you're a part of something that God's doing? And so that's the way we operate here. And we're all following the Lord. He's, he's our leader. And, and we're just going on just happy as we can be, you know. Uh, as the Lord unfolds, uh, before us and and uh, blesses us and keeps our hearts and minds in Him because it's all about Jesus. Is that right, Brother Phil? Where's it? It's all about Jesus. And that's what we're all about. We're followers of Jesus. And He has He's done it. Yeah, amen. Whatever, whatever God does here, whatever happens here, Jesus has done it. Did you hear me? Why is that? Why is Jesus so important to us? He should be important to all Christians, to all churches. Why is He so prominent and so important because I'm going to answer it <laughs> because it's part of my message I mean you know come on <laughs> he is prominent because as always Ever since we've even heard about Jesus and knew anything about Him, 
reading this book. Ever since we've known anything about Jesus, it's always been the same reason. Why is Jesus so important? Because He is so necessary. Because He is needed. And that's one thing I loved about Jesus when you read the Gospels over and over again, you read the stories over and over again. Everywhere that Jesus went, you read, you find out He went, he went here, He went there, He went here, He went there. Man, that, that man did a lot of walking. <laughs> he must have been in awful good shape. <laughs> Not unless He rode a mule or a horse, the Bible doesn't tell us He did. He may have. We don't really know. I know I know that he liked boat rides. He liked to ride on a boat. <laughs> he didn't swim across Galilee. He rode a boat. <laughs> he did like to ride in boats, right? <laughs> he did walk on the water, didn't he? I guess when he was <laughs> When he was headed up, headed up to go across the across the sea to the other side, I guess he could have just kept riding and walking, kept on going, you know. <laughs> but he didn't want to show off. You know? <laughs> he said, "Boy, let's get in the boat and we'll go across over." You know? <laughs> he had a hard enough time with Peter, let alone eleven eleven others, you know. <laughs> He'd have had a guy to hold every one of them and drug them across. I mean, you know, that'd been pretty. That'd been a pretty sight to see. <laughs> Amen. He could have done it. You know. All right. In John chapter four, I'm going to try to keep this short. I, I'm not going to try to go over my time today. You know, I have people come up to me all the time and say, don't worry about the time, Brother Bob. Don't worry about the time. And it just so happens that every time I mention it, it just kind of just, it, you know, it just, it just, I forget all about what I just said, you know. But, you know, the older you get, I mean, come on, I mean, the older you get. So don't blame me. <laughs> yeah. Ain't none of us getting any younger around here, you know. Amen. Who was that? <laughs> you said that like it hurt. <laughs> Glory to God. Isn't it wonderful to know the Lord? What I loved about Jesus was that He was always ready to go. Always ready to share. Always ready to do. Always ready to perform. Always ready to talk to somebody. Teach somebody. Preach to somebody. Touch somebody. Intervene for somebody. He was there for somebody. 
And he always knew that wherever his father led him to go, he has to go. But he didn't do it reluctantly, but cheerfully. He didn't hesitate. He wasn't disappointed. He would go all the way across the sea for one person, for one man, one woman. He would go anywhere and everywhere for somebody. That's what he did here. He came here because we needed him. And let me tell you this morning, anywhere. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, that's right. I feel it. Anywhere that the Word of Jesus is preached or spoken through somebody by the Spirit of God. And that's most important. When the Spirit of God brings the message of Jesus, whether it's through the pastor or the evangelist or the teacher or the saint, whenever that message comes by the Spirit, did you hear me? Jesus is present. Mm. Mm. You won't take another bite of that. Hallelujah! Whenever the word of Jesus is exalted, Whenever you get down and pray and the Spirit of God is within you and your heart is crying or you bear your soul before God in prayer. You ever done that? And you wept or you cried or you rejoiced or you praised God or you sometimes you were silent and you just felt peaceful. But you were meditating and talking to the Lord. Well, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to get saved. Whenever that happens, it's the same thing. Just like when we're preaching or testifying. Jesus is present. Jesus is present. Now he was here 2,000 years ago on this earth walking around as a man doing what he did. He went back he went back to heaven. But his presence, his spirit, 
is still here. And it's here in everyone. Upon whom and in whom the Spirit of God is. John chapter 4. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Now let's talk about Samaria just for a moment here. In the Old Testament we read that when the children of Israel came into the land of Canaan, that they came unto two mountains, the Mount Gurizim and Mount Ebal. And there was a valley between them. And I believe Gurizim was on the south, if I'm not mistaken. And the priests carried the ark with them as they walked into this valley near the city of Shechem, which is at the foot of the Mount Gerizim. And they would read the law. They divided the children of Israel into two groups. One half of the group stood on Mount Gerizim. The other stood on Mount Ebal. And as the priests read the law in the valley, as they read the blessings that would come from obedience to the law, all the blessings that God would pour out upon His people, all of the group that were on Mount Gerizim hollered with a great shout, Amen! And when the priest read the curses that were written in the law, the other group on the other mount, Ebal, shouted out, Amen! And so, the Mount Gurizim, if I'm pronouncing that right, became known as the Mountain of Blessing. Because it was from there that the people shouted Amen with one voice when the blessings of God were read from the law. Abraham in the book of Genesis built an altar there at the same place. 
Jacob also built an altar there. It was a place then of worship and blessing. But in the year around 700 B.C. when the Syrians came and took the northern tribes, which were the ten tribes of Israel, into captivity. Took them away. Assyria being the land of Iran, Iraq, and some Turkey. Some of it was Turkey. Uh, country of Turkey and other, other parts of the northern, northern parts of, uh, of, from Jerusalem, from Israel. But they captured the ten tribes of the northern, uh, <clears throat> the northern half of Israel and brought them away to captivity. Some of them were left in the land. And those who were left in the land stayed there and intermarried with some of the Assyrians and some of the other local people who were not Jewish. The king of Assyria sent uh, people down there to rule the land and to try to set things in order in the land. They had also sent some of the Jewish priests who had been captive, sent them back down there to read the law and try to teach the Jews that were left there some of the things out of the law. And so they had created for themselves their own Torah, five books of the law. They didn't care much for the prophets. As the years went by, the, the centuries rolled by, they, they neglected the writings of the prophets, most of them. And as they married into the local people, into the Iranians and the Assyrians, they became, you know, they weren't full, full, full blood Jewish people. And the practices of the religion of Assyria were woven into the fabric of their life. And so they kind of had a, a mixture of Jewish belief and other cults mixed in with their religion. They even went so far as to build a temple there at Mount Gerizim because they felt like that this was the place where God would be worshipped because this is where the blessing was from here. Read, it was read, by the, was read by the priests that day. But they sort of separated themselves from the rest of Israel and the, the Jews when they came back into the land had nothing to do therefore with the Samaritans because they weren't full-blood Jewish and they kind of worshiped God in a different way. They didn't really have the full truth about God and about what it really meant to worship God as given to them in the law of Moses. But they felt like that what they did was good enough. Sounds like a lot of people today, don't it? People get, get uh, all engrossed in all different kinds of cults and ideas about spiritual things and kind of mix it in with Christ and 
the church and the knowledge they may have of the Lord and kind of just kind of mix it all together, you know, and they have their own little thing going. But the good news is that doesn't stop God from having an interest in you. mixed up you may be in your mind Jesus is still here however mixed up the world may become however engrossed people may become in all kinds of things Jesus is still here The church you go to may be mixed up, but I got news for you. Jesus is in this church. You may have all kinds of things, man, you know, mixed around with what you do and where you go, but if you come here, you're going to find a pure doctrine of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And the good news is, He loves all people. No matter how screwy you are. No matter how mixed up you may be. Jesus said, I need to go to Samaria. What does that mean? First of all, it means he must follow the will of His Father. Secondly, it means somebody there needs me. Good Lord. And that, that, that kind of sums up the whole Christian life, doesn't it? You're a Christian because it's the Father's will. Number two, you're a Christian because somebody needs you. They need your testimony. They need the Jesus that is in you. Uh-huh. They need what God has placed within you. And so you say, I must go. Now, all of you that come to visit here, you said, I need to go down to Arkansas. <laughs> I must go to Arkansas. something I may not know all the reasons why you're here but I know why I'm here hey, glory to God I hope your reasons are the same as mine
there's a stirring going on. And Jesus has done it. That's the thing about Jesus. Everywhere he goes and everything he's involved in, he just stirs things up. <laughs> Hallelujah. He stirs it up. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing laying dormant around Jesus. He stirs it up. He keeps things going. He keeps things moving. And that's the way God is 24-7. God keeps everything moving and going. Hallelujah. God's not dead. God's not lying dormant. God's not, God's not hesitant. He's not sitting back. God is always on the move. Even when it seems like He's still, He's doing something. Huh? Who do you think keeps the stars in orbit and the suns where it is and the moon around the earth and the earth around the sun? Who do you think keeps that going? You would think that God's got enough to do as it is, but God is God and there ain't nothing too hard for Him. So it didn't matter. Jesus said, I'm ready to go to Samaria. Well, you shouldn't go down there. That's not a good place to go, Lord. You want to go to Shechem, Sychar, as it's called in Scripture, Sychar. You want to go down there? You know what them people are. We don't have nothing to do with them people. Them people are crazy. And it's been that way for hundreds of years. <laughs> but I've, I've learned over the years when God says, Hallelujah, it's time for you to go. Go down here. Go over there. Do this and do that. I want you to talk to this person or that person. Because God has an interest. God wants to be. Jesus wants to be. Where He's needed. And He knows your heart. You poor little thing. He knows your heart. As mixed up as you may be, He knows your heart. And you're just the one that He's coming to. And He's going to straighten you all out. Amen. Yes, Lord. Mm.
he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. You can find that in Scripture. The Lord never forgets. He never forgets. Hallelujah. See, God gets involved with His people. God stays in touch. He keeps informed. When you may think that you're outside of the zone somewhere, there ain't no place you can go or be that God's not informed about. No matter where you go, God's already been there. No matter who you are, no matter what your position is in life. If you're an important person or just a simple servant, whether you've kept your life straight or got it all messed up like this woman did, the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. The world. And they that dwell in it. Don't you go down there. But I need to go. We look out across the world today and we see this happening in our country. In society as a whole. And we're concerned and we're, we see all the mixed up, messed up things that are happening. The way people are thinking about things. So perverted in their minds. But you know what? That doesn't upset God. That doesn't rock His boat. Hallelujah. God is still God. Huh? Right is still right. Good is still good. God's Spirit is still... You remember, in the beginning when God created everything, it says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And the earth was without form and void. There was no form to it. It was just one big mixed up glob. Yeah, glob, yeah. Big clump. 
Did that stop the Spirit of God from moving upon the face of the waters? Oh, hallelujah. You see, what the devil does doesn't change God. What happens in this world does not change God. So why is it that we let it bother us? We can be concerned about what's going on and pray for, pray for people and pray for things that's going on. But they're not going to, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to affect you or change you. If you have the Spirit of God. You can walk in this world and go where angels fear to tread. <laughs> Michael might have been looking down from heaven when Jesus went to Samaria. He's going down there. When Jesus went to heal that man that possessed with 2,000 devils down there in the land of the Gadarenes, you remember? Somebody might have said, Lord, you're going down there. You better leave that man alone. But Jesus dared to go where no man has gone before. And he boldly goes. Hallelujah. He boldly goes. Because somebody needs him. Hallelujah. That's what I love about Jesus. You're going to go down there where the lepers are, where they're living down there. They're not supposed to even be around us folks. They're supposed to keep themselves separated from everybody because they hang around us. We're liable to get leprosy. We don't want that. But Jesus said, I need to go. <laughs> and he walked among all the lepers touching him and rubbing up against him and he'd put his hands on them, praise God, and put his hands on their face and on their arms and on their body and heal them, hallelujah. Because he was needed. Are we as Christians afraid to get our hands dirty? Are we afraid of our reputation maybe? Somebody said, well, you ain't supposed to go down there. You shouldn't be around him, kind of folk. But let me ask you this question. Do you ever feel the tug? You ever feel like something pulling you in that direction? Do you feel like sometimes sometime something inside you is, is, is pulling you to say something When you all you were thinking to yourself, you ought to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Jesus was not afraid. He simply knew that he had power 
and that He was in authority. He is in charge. And it doesn't matter where He goes or who He meets, He's going to do what God called Him to do and nothing's going to stop it from happening. He must go down there. He must talk to that individual. He must lay His hands on them. He must speak to them. Hallelujah! He said, For therefore am I sent to do the will of Him who sent me. Oh, that's the kind of spirit that we have in Christ. We must go down there. We must open our mouth. We must reach forth our hand. We must praise God. Speak up for the Lord. Because somebody, somebody needs Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know, I always refer to Brother Phil. I love him so much. Since I met him, he's, 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 had, he's got such a great testimony. He tells me all the time, Brother Bob, I can't help it everywhere I go. I just, I just find myself, my mouth just flies open. I tell somebody about Jesus. Every time I meet somebody and talk to them, I, 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 I can't help it. Something just comes over me. Hallelujah. Jesus was that way. Hallelujah. But he knew what was going on. Phil half the time to know what's going on. <laughs> but it feels good, don't it? It's a wonderful thing. It's, it's, it's fulfilling. It's rewarding. When you just simply just talk to somebody about the Lord. It just, it's just so rewarding. It just, it's so satisfying to the spirit and the soul. You go home and you say, mm, that, well, that was good. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Let me, let me find somebody else. You see, because you're like Jesus. You're forging ahead. You're going, praise God, you're going where no man goes before. When nobody else wants to go, you're willing to do it. And when you do it, something wonderful happens. That's the same spirit that's in the church, the true church of God. In every born-again Christian, every child of God, it's the same spirit of Jesus. So that wherever you go and have, as you speak of Him, as you tell people of the Lord and give your testimony of the Lord, Jesus is present. It's as if He Himself were doing that. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! When Jesus came to this earth, He was one man. But when He left this earth and He sent His Spirit upon us, praise God, He became millions. We are His fingers. His hands, His arms, His legs, His feet, His body. We are the body of Christ. He's the still the head. Yes, He's still the head. And we are the body. Hallelujah. Where will His feet lead us? When I walk... 
Now listen to me. This, this, just, this is a very simple demonstration, but we're simple-minded people. Somebody says, you sure do preach simple. Yeah, well, because I'm preaching to simple-minded people. I mean, you know. When I walk, it's because my brain told my feet to move. Now, it happens kind of just almost, you know, subconsciously it happens. I don't really think that much about it, but that's what the truth is. My head is telling my feet to move. It gets a signal. Inside, my, inside me, you know, my, my mind, it says, I want, my, I want to go over here so feet move. Huh? So my feet is working with my brain. Every time you do something with your hands, it's the same thing. Your hands are working with your brain. You do what your brain tells you to do. If you got one. <laughs> it's small, but it's there. <laughs> I just had See, the Lord knows all about our handicaps. That's why He's the head and we're the body. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knows what's best for everybody. He knows how to deal with a situation. He knows how to talk to somebody. He knows what their need is. He knows how to reach down into their soul and touch them where they are. Hallelujah. Jesus knows how to heal and save and deliver. He knows he's got the answer. He is the answer. And if we have the mind of Christ, the Bible says we do have the mind of Christ. What does that mean? We're hearing from the head. We have a connection. We're not separated. We're connected. Hello, we're not separated. We're connected. And when we're connected, something happens, man. When we're connected, something glorious is coming. Something wonderful takes place. When we're connected. Well, I got good news to bring. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being worried with his journey, he sat on the well. It was about 12 o'clock, six hour. That's 12 noon. It's hot. It'd been a hot day. Jesus came a long way. You know how far that was from, from Jerusalem? About 30 miles. He was in Judea. He went to Samaria. That's about 30 miles away. And if Jesus walked 30 miles, 
And we're complaining because, well, my car is kind of down now. How am I going to get around? I remember when we were kids, we didn't have a car. We had to walk everywhere we went. But when Jesus said, it's time for me to go to Samaria, he said, he's ready to go. Well, the car's in the shop, Lord. (laughs) The horse has been sick, Lord. How are we going to get there? (laughs) 30 miles. I wonder how many days it took him to get there. How many, how many miles did he walk in one day? 10, 12, 15? He can walk 30 miles in one day. I never walked 30 miles in one day. I don't know about it. You can walk 30 miles in one day? Well, now, when Jesus got there, it was noon. When Jesus got there, it was six, the sixth hour at noon. Now, just one time he get up and start walking, I want to know. But the point is, it doesn't really matter how long it took him. It didn't matter to him how long it took him. He had to get there. And that's another good thing about Jesus. He's not giving up on you. Somebody said, Lord, where are you at? I've been waiting on you. I said, no, don't worry, I'm coming. I'm getting there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. However long it takes the Lord, He knows what He's doing. He knows exactly the right time in the right place. So wait, I say, (laughs) upon the Lord. Now this woman of Samaria didn't know Jesus was coming. She didn't know Him from Adam. Now that's another good thing about Jesus. <laughs> he's going to come on you. He's going to come on you. And it may be that you're not even aware of he's coming, but he's coming. Yes. Suddenly he's going to jump on you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Suddenly you're going you're to come face to face with Jesus. You weren't expecting Him. You weren't thinking about it. You had absolutely none of this in your mind whatsoever. You're just living out your life and doing everything that you do every day of your life. And suddenly she comes to the well one day and Jesus is sitting on the well. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. One of these days, suddenly, you're going to find Jesus sitting on your well. You're going to find Jesus in your front yard. You're going to find Him knocking on your front door. And you're going to open the door and say, hello, I'm Jesus. I just came by to see you. And I kind of love it when the Lord does that. Hallelujah. As Christians, we always have the Lord with us, but there's times that we know we're kind of, we're kind of down and we're kind of low and we're kind of, you know, we're not, we feel kind of, you know, drained or, or you know, we're kind of, strung out <laughs> or we're you know we're kind of dry or we're kind of this or that and Jesus comes knocking on the door hallelujah 
Let any man hear my voice. Open the door. I'll come in and eat with him. I'll sit down at the table and have lunch with him. And he can eat with me. And I'll eat with him. And we'll talk it all over. A bowl of good chili. And a cold Dr. Pepper. And whatever it is that you own your mind, we can talk it all over. Because I'm here to help you. I'm here to show you the way. I'm here to calm the troubled spirits and the troubled minds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The woman at the well was not expecting Jesus. But there he said. One of these days the world is not going to expect Jesus when he comes back. But there he is. Did you hear me? I said the world is not going to expect to see Jesus when he comes back. But lo and behold, there he will be. Suddenly! Suddenly. Hallelujah. The clouds will roll in. And the trumpet will sound. Hallelujah. You talk about the day the earth stood still. Man, the the earth ain't seen nothing yet. When Jesus comes back. And I'll tell you something. When Jesus comes into the church. When His presence comes in behind those doors. Wherever they are. Suddenly, everybody's life that is there, whatever it is they've been involved in life, suddenly all the pains and aches and troubles and woes and sorrows and trials and everything that goes on in life suddenly will come to a screeching halt. Do you see that? All the troubled minds will come to a halt when Jesus comes on the scene. Oh my God. When Jesus comes to your house, When Jesus comes into your life. When Jesus knocks on your door. 
He's come. What do you want? What do you want? I want a drink. Give me a drink. I'm thirsty. I've been walking for miles. I come a long way to see you. I'm thirsty. Will you give me a drink? Will you take the time to share a little bit of water with me? Would we give the Lord our time? Would we give the Lord that moment? What is He asking of you? What is He coming to your life for? The woman didn't hesitate. She didn't refuse. She did ask Him, why are you asking me? She must have went ahead and poured him the drink while she was talking to him. Well, I don't know why you're asking me, but here you go. Jesus drank. He looks at her. If you knew the gift of God, you only knew the gift that God gives and who it is that asks you for a drink. You see, there's two things, he had, two things he said. If you knew the gift of God and you knew Him who asked you for a drink, You ever walk up to anybody and ask him? And we've said it a thousand times. I've heard it said a thousand and one times. Man, if you only knew. If you only knew. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. And I've done everything, man. I've lived, man. You want to know about life, man? 
I've really lived life, man. I've had a well of a time, man. I could show you a thing or two, man. Just what it is you got to tell me, anyhow. If you only knew. You would ask of me. You see, her being a Samaritan, they didn't have much to do with the prophets. She knew about what the prophet had said about the coming of the Messiah. But the Samaritans didn't have much to do with anything that was Jewish. But there's something about Jesus that strikes a note. There's something about this man sitting on her well that calls back a memory. There's something about Jesus that enlightens your mind. That creates an interest in you. Oh, that's what Jesus does, man. He just, there's something about Jesus. It just, he just gets all over you. He just, he just does something to you. Hallelujah. He brings out of you things that's been laying dormant for years. He brings back memories, things you forgot about years ago. Suddenly you remember, yeah, the prophet said a Messiah is going to come and tell us everything. Just who do you think you are? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us his well and drank of it himself and gave it to his children, his cattle? I that speak unto you am he. If you ask of me, I will give you living water. He said. Man. You need. You need. What Jesus gives. Why is Jesus so important? Why has he suddenly showed up? You know, you, you hear people talk about others that are Christians and you know, they come around and they say, oh no, here he comes again. <laughs> well, the reason why he's coming around again is because you need Jesus! Yeah. Man, we're not trying to force something on you. We're trying to get you saved and from going to hell. We want to see you get saved and go to heaven to be with the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That's all. 
Is that important to you and me? He that drinks of this water will never thirst again. But it will be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The scripture tells us with joy you will draw from the wells of salvation. Now we sing songs in the church nowadays a lot about Lord, here's my cup, fill it up. What that means is what we have is always there. That doesn't mean you don't get thirsty, but what it means is you won't ever be without to quench your thirst. You'll never run out. Huh? You won't ever run out of something to drink. The devil's not going to make you run out. Whatever's going on around you, it doesn't matter. That well is still there and it's still flowing inside you. Praise God. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. Oh, I'm just so overwhelmed. Did you forget about the well? If you're overwhelmed, take a drink. If you're so troubled, remember that bubbling well, that bubbling water is forever there. It hasn't gone away. It hasn't run out. It hasn't gone dry. It will be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That makes you always ready to go. Praise God, I'm, I'm watered up, fed up, and I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus is always ready to go somewhere. I got to go down here. Why? Because he was always full and ready to go. He was filled up. Praise God. He wasn't thirsty. He wasn't hungry. He wasn't without. He wasn't dissatisfied. He was totally satisfied. Well, I love he was the son of God. So are you. He's the firstborn. He's the son of the living God. Yet who came around. But you also are children of God. By faith in Christ Jesus. Huh? So. You have partaken of. The same spirit. The same water. You have, you have been given the same satisfaction. You know the best thing I found when I get when I get all hung up and 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 and, and things are bothering me and I'm troubled and I'm pressed pressed in on every side and I feel like you know I'm really weighted down and burdened down. You know what I start doing? I start drawing from the well. I start reaching way down in there. Praise God, that bubble, that bubble just bubbles up, and I just 
Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I start off saying, well, praise God. I'm going to close here. Praise God. Well, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Devil, you are a liar. God did tell the truth. Hallelujah. Before you know it, the weight's lifted, everything's gone, and I'm full, I'm satisfied, and I just keep going. And the devil's going to try to destroy that. He's going to try to weight you down so much. But just remember, the song we sung this morning, There's love that I have the world didn't give it to me. Love that I have the world didn't give it to me. I said the love that I have the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Stand with me everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody say mm -hmm. now this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me. I said the joy that I have. Well, the world didn't give it. No, 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 the joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world didn't take it to me. There's peace that I have. The world didn't give it. I said, Lord, the peace that I have. The world didn't give it to me. No, 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 the peace that I have. Well, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it in the world. The joy that I have, the devil didn't give it to me. I had a joy that I have. That devil didn't give it to me. No, 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 the joy that I have, that devil didn't give it to me. Well, the devil didn't give it, and the devil can't take it away. Hallelujah! 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 I rejoice in the Lord. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my joy. The Lord is my life. Hallelujah! Yes! Well, I got quiet all of a sudden. He must be taking it all in. Amen. <laughs> Joy that I have. Hallelujah. Father, the world doesn't know your spirit. It has not been revealed to them. They don't know. But we know. For He is with us. He 
is in us. Thank you, Father, for revealing to us your will. And this joy that is so unspeakable and so full of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for dropping by. Thank you for knocking on my door. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. Hallelujah. For I find great satisfaction. Such joy and peace beyond compare. The world could never offer what you give. You're so important to us and you loved us so. Thank you, Lord, for giving us that opportunity that we may dwell in your presence forever and behold the face of God and worship with all the saints and all the holy angels in heaven. And we shall tread the streets of gold as we walk hand in hand with our Savior and with one another. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. You got it. Go with it. Amen. I say, say it with me. I got it. I got it. Now I'm going to go with it. Turn around and tell somebody. Shake their hand and say, I got it. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it, brother. Hallelujah. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to hinder me. Nothing's going to peek up, turn me back. I'm going on. Hallelujah. I got something to tell. I got something to say. Amen. It's just bubbling up. It's bubbling up. Jesus was just bubbled up all the time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise His holy name. God bless you. Anybody here needs to be saved? You need Jesus. You need Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Grab somebody's hand. Father, I pray for one and all as we pray for one another. We need you, Jesus. We need you. And, but we thank you that we have you. We have you, Lord, because we need you. <laughs> oh, Lord, just endow us, embolden us. Let that bubbling water bubble up within us. Let it overflow within us. Hallelujah. We will face this world. We will face whatever comes against us, our adversaries. We will face the world. Hallelujah. No matter what comes or goes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name.
Hallelujah. 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 Let me, let me tell you this. I'll let you go. When you come across a problem in your life, say, say this. I need and I must overcome. Amen. 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 And you shall. You shall. Hallelujah. Because it's in you. It's in you. You're a jumper. You're a flyer. You're a child of the King. And you're like Jesus. Like He was. Hallelujah. Whatever He faced, He just went right through it. He's overcome. Amen. I need to be there. It's got to be done. I'm going. You will overcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. Thank you for coming. And come back and see us again. Amen.